Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Heather Fletcher, she's a journalist and the lead writer at Bonus.com, where she concentrates a great deal on online casino coverage. Heather, thanks so much for joining me. I know it's a tough time. I appreciate you being awake. Thank you. I thought I was going to get bumped by Mr. Bay there for a while. <laughs> hey, there are worse people to be bumped by, though, Heather. Definitely. And by the way, I was listening to your statistics on the lead-in. So I just pulled up the American Gaming Association. In 2022, those nine casinos, that there are now nine, not 12, uh, pulled in $5.21 billion in gross gaming revenue. Well, and I want to ask you a little bit about that because I know a lot of that is, uh, is involved in online gambling and maybe sports betting, but I want to ask you about that. But first, if people are unfamiliar with your work, Heather, uh, what exactly is bonus.com? Sure. Um, so it is a gambling affiliate website. So what we do is there are journalists like me who are bifurcated from the uh, revenue side, which is um, advertising in the straight sense of the word, but in a an affiliate sense, it is we are driving qualified leads to um, these gambling operators. I personally am segregated from that and covering news, so I'm not a salesperson. Gotcha. Um, and by the way, going back a bit, the five point two one billion, that's only retail. That's not online. Oh really? That's okay. Com- Interesting. Yeah, that's the commercial casinos. Got it. Now um so the we've now are observed the five year anniversary of Hard Rock and Ocean. I was there when they opened and it was a tremendous sense of optimism. Some people though were warning that, okay, no, we have seven casinos now to add another two. Uh, it will kind of upset the equilibrium and cut into what all the casinos are doing. Five years later, Heather, how has it worked out with um, the ocean and the hard rock? Have they been able to um, not not cannibalize the existing gaming revenue? How have they fit into the whole Atlantic City community? That's a great question. So they uh, were originally considered newcomers and people expected them to really take advantage of online gambling, which uh, in New Jersey, it's one of the oldest markets. So that's 10 years old there. Um, And what happened is they actually excelled in retail casino. So they went the opposite of what people expected and took market share away from other casinos, most notably Borgata. Well, uh, so it sounds like Borgata, I know, is still at the top of the heap. They're celebrating their 
20th anniversary this summer. I was there not at the opening weekend, but I was there 20 years ago, and they're still doing very well. They're still number one. Why is, after 20 years, when you would think maybe people's tastes change and they want to try something different, in your view, Heather, why is the Borgata still so dominant after 20 years? There are two reasons. Number one, a lot of these retail casinos have continued to invest in their properties. That may also be because they're feeling the pinch of possible competition from New York. There are about to be three downstate casino licenses awarded. Um, The other aspect is that you've got a new influx of the type of consumer who's interested in online, but you can also be attracted to retail through the loyalty program. So what I mean by that is um, there's a demographic that goes to a retail casino in general, older, um, and online casino is a younger demographic. Um, Online casino is also more female, um, sports betting is more male. Really? That's a that's a trivia, an aspect of trivia for you. Um, so what happens is you've got new blood coming in. So that always adds to revenue. Um, just to go back to the issue, though, of casino competition within Atlantic City, not necessarily from other jurisdictions. Is Atlantic City showing, with the numbers that you referenced earlier, is Atlantic City showing that it can handle nine casinos, or or is nine too much? So it looks like it can maintain nine. It also looks like it needs to continue to have um, new money come in. So that is going to be one of the challenges for uh, the attraction of um, gamblers to that area that I think that everybody has been feeling because I've reported on aspects where the mayor is talking about how there are going to be new security cameras. You know, the main thing is retention. Um, And if you've got people scared of your area, they're not going to come. So the mayor um, is talking about safety. The governor is talking about how strong the casinos are. And it's something that is brought up every year at the East Coast Gaming Congress um, that the area matters Mm -hmm. to gambling. So you can talk about all kinds of competition in every other state, um, but People still think of Atlantic City as a resort, a place to come and gamble. No, no, I I certainly think of it uh, that way. Talking with Heather Fletcher from Bonus.com. It was interesting when we saw last week the five-year anniversary of both the Ocean and the Hard Rock. I was very interested to go on Facebook and see competing properties, casinos that are owned by other companies, notably resorts, go online and publicly give a shout-out 
to the ocean and the hard rock. Happy fifth birthday to our incredible North Beach Atlantic City partner. Now, I remember the days when Donald Trump and Steve Wynn were battling like crazy about trying to keep one another, keeping one another from opening and insulting one another in the press because the casino competition was so fierce. Is this a new era in Atlantic City where all the casinos sort of have a vested interest in seeing all the other casinos do well, or are they just disguising the competition a bit better? That I don't know, but I can tell you that there are aspects of um, Trump and when that I think that a lot of these casinos are trying to get away from. So I don't know that they want to have um, a sort of bitter uh, outward face um, but for instance, another aspect of trivia is that when is battling an aspect of being considered a Chinese spy. Um, so these are things that you don't necessarily want associated with your business. Correct? Really? So, yeah, I wouldn't think so, especially these days. <laughs> so I would definitely defer to the people who are um who I, I I think of it as Kanj, and I'm going to look up the actual um, spelling of that organization. I believe they're the ones who could talk about public relations regarding. Yes, <laughs> I will check that out. Um, you are covering the online gambling world better than or more, as thoroughly as anybody. What role is online gaming playing? with respect to the Atlantic City casinos right now? So the top three names in online casino are probably familiar to you too. BetMGM, DraftKings, FanDuel. So if you have those brands on TV and on people's phones, those are top of mind. And as it relates to coming to Atlantic City, they then get those loyalty. Uh, they get the promos and different things that say come to the casino and play. So what, did I answer your question? Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, for um, well, well, so I know DraftKings and FanDuel are primarily sports. Does BetMGM allow online gaming beyond sports? Oh, all of the major... Um, so, by the way, going back, the Casino Association of New Jersey is, a, is who I would talk to about um, public perception of the industry. Gotcha. So, um, so all of the operators have um, casino faces as well, almost all. I mean, there are a few that don't. But you wouldn't expect, for instance, point, points bet just by the name of it. To have a casino, but they do. Hmm. Interesting. Bet, Bet Rivers, Bet MGM, FanDuel, DraftKings, they all have casino faces. It's just that there aren't as many casino states. New Jersey is a major one. Um, and I can list the rest if you're interested. Um, well, I'm interested in how much of the business that these casinos in Atlantic City are doing is made up of online gambling versus uh, you use the term retail gambling, people that are going there in person 
to gamble like I do from time to time. How much is online versus in person? It is a much smaller share, and yet it's receiving an awful lot of attention. But um, yes, it's a much smaller share of revenue. For instance, um, if you take a look at those who we're talking about, Hard Rock and Ocean, um, they for iGaming, they have Hard Rock has three point six percent of market share, and Ocean has two point one percent. Ah, um, and so if you talk about retail, Ocean had 96 million in gross operating profit, up 5.5% from a year earlier. Um, so in 2022, Ocean had that much from retail. And it's a smaller percentage from online. So if you, if I were to give you an example of um, as as state's revenue for online casino, it's hardly ever outside of um, three figures in three, so 150 million, 170 million per month. Retail often goes beyond that. Wow. Okay. Good. No, that's, uh, that is interesting. I saw that Governor Phil Murphy uh, signed a five-year extension of online gaming. What what does this mean? Why did there need to be an extension of online gaming? Was online gaming initially approved only for a set amount of time? It's that way in every state. Um, New Jersey had a longer window because it was the first. Well, Delaware was as well, but... Uh, so 10 years was considered a test period and because there's been heightened attention on online gambling, um, different states are looking at how they want to renew it. And New Jersey surprisingly had some controversy about it. Um, I say surprisingly because it's one of the most established um, markets in the country, and it's not what anybody in the industry expected from New Jersey. Um, so there was one part of the legislature that was going to just renew for another decade and another said two years. So they compromised for five. In, in terms of the future of um of online gaming are casinos betting that it's going to be a much bigger deal in the future or are they thinking that the proportion of people that participate in online gaming versus in-person retail gaming is going to be pretty similar to what it is now it's definitely supposed to grow it was surprisingly um not it it did exist but there was only one state that added online casino and it was Rhode Island. So one of the forecasts from the beginning of the year did come true. Um, BetMGM's Adam Greenblatt said that in January that there weren't going to be any legalizations. Um, Rhode Island did become the eighth. So there are far more sports, sports books across the country. Mm. But um, because um, of that, because of two things that related to controversy about the situation. Um, the first one that Adam Greenblatt 
mentioned was cannibalization concerns from a lot of legislators. Um, and what I mean by cannibalization is uh, legislators were concerned that retail casinos were going to lose revenue because the uh, gamblers were going to want to be on the apps instead. But it's a it's a different demographic entirely. Um, so those of us who look at it, I'm not I'm not taking one side or the other sure. here. I'm looking at I'm looking at what people actually do, and the the people who are on these apps are younger than the average retail uh, better. Gotcha. Gotcha. um, And the pandemic also really showed that it showed the difference. But um, so what happened is the cannibalization concern caused a lot of the legislatures to uh, forego approving it. So Illinois, um, you name it. Uh, some of the places with really big, oh, of course, New York. <laughs> I know you care about New York. And um, Senator Dabo worked, and, and Assemblyman Putlow worked really hard on that, and it didn't get anywhere this again this year, iGaming. So um, what happened beyond that is on November 20th, 2022, the New York Times ran a, a, a bunch of articles that were critical of the legal online gambling industry, not the illegal one, right. the legal one. <laughs> and um, so what happened is a lot of the legislators then took a closer look at the legal online gambling industry, which I'm sure is is there's always a way to improve everything, right? Obviously, also a way for me to improve my speaking. <laughs> so, you you um, and me both, believe, believe, <laughs> believe me. I, I think you, you sound great. But so, uh, um, go ahead. Yeah, I think that I think that looking at Atlantic City, that is, it's not going anywhere anytime soon. Well, that's encouraging as someone that likes to likes to go. Um, speaking of Atlantic City, one of the things they're doing is trying to branch out beyond casino gaming. Uh, we've talked about Stockton University and what that's meant to the town, a bunch of other things. There's a burgeoning restaurant and food scene. And on Tuesday, on the 4th of July, the Atlantic City Water Park opened at Showboat. The original opening was delayed because of some permit issues. And now this $100 million island water park in Atlantic City is now open. Do you think this is going to be successful at uh, attracting more family, more families to Atlantic City? And is this going to is this going to work? This is a pretty big bet that the developer Bart Blatstein has placed on this water park. How do you think it's going to work out? People bring their kids everywhere. I, I could easily picture that working, but the funny thing that that made me think of is I look at procedural aspects of the city all the time, right? And one of them is that there's going to be um, a new bar added to one, I believe it's Ocean. I could look back at that, but it's the rum shack that's next to the, the pool. So when you told me it was a... Um, you know, are people going to bring, are people going to come out to a water park? Of course, (laughs) like they're going, it's, it's, they're coming to the ocean. They're coming to the shore. They're, 
going to go. Yeah, I'm excited. I don't know if, I'm excited. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be. I, I'm, I hope it's going to do really, really well. I can't wait to go. Hi, it's Ernie Anastas. You know, your thoughts can affect how you feel, and how you feel can impact your thoughts. Addressing your mind and body connection is the key to improving your overall wellness. Bergen Newbridge Medical Center is the largest hospital in New Jersey, providing comprehensive, equitable, compassionate, and high quality emergency inpatient and outpatient medical care, plus mental health services and substance use disorder treatment. The Bergen Newbridge team can address your total health needs in one convenient location. Call 201-225-7130 for an appointment or newbridgehealth.org. Heather, let me end with the most controversial question I ask every guest in this this segment. If you had to pick, absolutely had to pick, irrespective of cuisine, what is your absolute favorite restaurant in Atlantic City? Yeah, Uh, so, hmm, anything by the water. Anything by the water. Anything by the water. For me, the the ocean is the attraction there. There you go. Make makes sense to me. Heather Fletcher. You could read her work in bonus dot com. Heather, appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, Heather Fletcher. Bonus dot com.